Grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The text is the Holy Gospel. Please be seated. Well, brothers and sisters, third week in a row, more on the last day. For that, Jesus tells another parable in which the shepherd king, Jesus, sorts out, do you remember? Sorts out the sheep from the goats, that's believers from the unbelievers. In Matthew 12, verse 30, Jesus had previously declared that whoever is not with me, that's a faither, is against me. And whoever does not gather with me, an unfaither, scatters. On the last day, all the nations will be gathered before shepherd king Jesus. And on the last day, he will separate the believers from the unbelievers like a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. Now, before I say more about that, let me give you a little 411 regarding sheep and goats. I did grow up in Wyoming, you know. So I'm going to be like a parent who's asking the two-year-old the questions. What do sheep say? Bah. What did the goats say? Ma. Sheep tails go down. Goat tails go up. Sheep are what? Grazers. Goats are browsers. Sheep gather in flocks. Goats are independent. Enough on that. My point is this, and it's the parable's point as well. During the day, during the day, the sheep and the goats, they all hang out together, and they're all treated the, they're all treated the same. The distinction between them comes only at the, at the end of the day, when they are put in their proper places. This reminds me too, and maybe you as well, of the parable between the weeds and the wheat that Jesus tells. The sorting between the weeds, the unbelievers, and the wheat, the believers, only comes at the end. It's all one big field in the meantime, one big flock under the crucified and risen shepherd Jesus. Jesus Good Friday died for everybody, and so he is the good shepherd of both the sheep and the goats. The good shepherd of every nation, tribe, people, and language, whether they like it or not, or believe it or not, or they want it or not. That means, that's what it means when people say Jesus is Lord. So if you're picking up what I'm throwing down, it's only at the end of the day. That is to say, at the end of time, at sundown, if you will, when the sheep and the goats are brought in from the fields and put in their pins, and then the distinction is made, and not one moment sooner. Think of two corrals with a common interest, entrance, with the shepherd standing in the middle. The sheep go to the right, the goats go to the left. Take, take note, please, of the time of the separation. They are sorted on the base of who they are and not what they do. This is precisely what the Apostle Paul means in the New Testament when he says that we are justified before God by God's grace through faith only in Jesus Christ apart from any of our works. So the last day judgment is made not on the basis of what you've done in your life, but rather on the basis of who you are, a faither or not a faither in Christ. The last day judgment will reveal for all to see who are the faither sheep and who are the unfaither goats. On Judgment Day, Shepherd King Savior Jesus will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. 
They are blessed with a kingdom that was theirs from the foundation of the world before they could do anything at all. And so once again, just in case you're smelling what I'm cooking, the separation between the sheep and the goats has nothing to do with what they do, but who they are. Now it's after the sorting, after the sorting, then there is the talk about what they did or didn't do. Here is how Shepherd King Savior Jesus puts it. I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. There you have it. The sheep, the believers, were quite busy feeding the hungry, giving drink to the thirsty, welcoming the stranger, clothing the naked, visiting the sick and those in prison. Lots of works, good works going on for the least, the lowly, and the lost. The sheep, as the parable says, are puzzled. They don't ask, when did we do these things? They knew that they did those things, but they asked this question, when did we see you, hungry, thirsty, a stranger, naked, sick, or in prison? See, that's the big question on their minds. They didn't do those things for recognition or reward from the king. They did them because they saw people in need, people who were hungry and thirsty and naked and sick and imprisoned, strangers who had no place to turn and no one to help. And they did what the Samaritan did for the man who fell among the thieves and was laying nearly dead in the ditch. The sheep simply helped those in need. They were neighbor to them. That's the life of faith, which lives how? In love for other people. But it's on the last day when they learn the secret, the hidden thing, what they didn't know before. Jesus says, truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. That's incredible. This is remarkable. This is astonishing. Jesus is hidden in the world. Where? In the hungry, the thirsty, the naked, the sick, the imprisoned, the strangers in this world. He's hidden not to save, but for you to serve in this point. When did we see you hungry and thirsty, naked, sick, stranger, and imprisoned? Now, think for a moment. When was ever Christ like this? Well, on the cross, where he became the least of all to save us. There he was literally hungry, thirsty, naked, sick, imprisoned, a stranger to this world in order to save the world. So what I'm saying is, is that the cross is the lens through which we now must view the world, especially the hungry, the thirsty, the naked, the sick, those in prison, and the strangers in the various parts of this world. The parts that make us <clears throat> uncomfortable and cause us to look away or to be like the priest and the Levite in the parable of the Good Samaritan who walk on the other side, far away, lest they get too close. The cross reveals a profound mystery. Jesus is there in the least and the lost of this world. The cross then will give us the proper focus in these challenging times ahead in which we live because <clears throat> I fear there's going to be plenty of hungry to feed quite soon, many thirsty, to quench. Many who will be naked that we will need to clothe. 
many who will be sick that we will need to visit if they'll let us in, imprisoned to call on and strangers to welcome. The coming tyrannical times and troubles from the pretend divinities in this country will add to these numbers. The so-called saviors of the poor, the hunger, the hungry, the naked, and the sick, etc., will only do one thing. They will impoverish and ruin them all the more. And yet we have this wonderful promise from Jesus. As you did it to one of these, the least, you did it to me. Who would have known? Seriously, who would have ever known this? Now let's talk for a minute about the goats on the left, the unbelievers, the apart from Christers. There's not a happy end result for them. It's hellacious. Jesus categorically declares to them, depart from me, you, cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and for his angels. Now I want you to take careful note of what Jesus just said. They are cursed, but not cursed by my Father. They're just simply cursed. Instead of an eternal kingdom, they receive an eternal fire. But as Jesus says, that fire wasn't prepared for them from the foundations of the world. It was rather prepared for whom? For the devil and his angels. That's the hell of it. No human being belongs in hell, and God intends for no one to go there. God, in fact, has arranged that no one should go there. So, in fact, if anyone winds up there among the cursed, it is against God's will. And God's will is that all men should be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So if anyone, even if it's you, winds up there, it's your own fault. And now let's talk about their works. I was hungry, Jesus says, and you gave me nothing to eat. Thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. A stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you didn't visit me. The unbelievers, they have a question too. When? When did we see you and not minister to you? Of course, we would have given you something to eat if we'd only known that it was you. Of course, we would have welcomed you if only we had known it was you. Of course, we would have visited you if only we would have known that it was you. And there's the rub, isn't it? That's how you live when you don't live in and from the gospel, namely, Christ's Good Friday forgiveness given in word and sacrament. Who would have known that the shepherd king and Lord of all would come as a naked and thirsty beggar, especially hanging on a despised cross or in despised people who need your help? So are you a sheep or are you a goat? For that answer, don't look inside yourself. Instead, look outside yourself. Focus your attention on the eternal promise of salvation in the gospel. Look to the cross where Jesus died for you. You must look to and believe in that naked, hungry, thirsting, imprisoned, capital S, stranger, who is your shepherd, king, savior. Trust in the water of your baptism in Christ's promise given in Mark 16, if you believe and you're baptized, you're saved. In the reflection from the, your deep baptismal waters, you see who you are. You're a sheep of the good shepherd's flock. There you see the divine and saving name of God 
and of the Lamb tattooed on your forehead and etched in your hearts. Go to the table today that he prepares for you in the presence of your enemies, the table of his body and his bread, his blood and his wine, food and drink for those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Brothers and sisters, you are sheep of the Good Shepherd, Savior King Jesus. You are died for, you are baptized, you are forgiven and fed, and you are free. In his word, he declares it to be so. And as you believe, you have. And when you scatter from here and you go out into the world to your various callings, your priesthood, your liturgy of your life, I beg you now to see it all through the lens of Good Friday Cross Jesus, and you will see something marvelous. You will now see Jesus all over in the world, in the least and the lowly, with the promise, as you did it to the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. In the name of Jesus, amen.